Welcome back, boys and girls. College football slate week five, the Pick Your Poison podcast. Coming off a pretty decent week. I mean, it was a shitty kind of slate in college football last week, week four. But we still had some pretty solid games. We learned some things. Notre Dame scored 31 points in the fourth quarter to beat Wisconsin. They kind of boat race Wisconsin. Only had 66 yards, scored 31 points in the fourth quarter. I'm not really sure how that happened. Uh, Arkansas held A&M to 270 yards, uh, which 67 of those 270 came on one play. So, Bert, you were at a wedding having to follow, but your Hogs, 4-0, number 8 in the country, beat A&M. Thoughts? Uh, yeah, shout out to my buddy Ashton, who perfectly timed his wedding ceremony for halftime. Did not miss a lick of the game. That's not a Catholic ceremony. Not a Catholic ceremony. There was no communion. Were there, uh, were yeah, there any, good. Were there any uh, woo pigs done, like, post-ceremony or anything? Oh, yeah. A lot of, lot of hog calls. Um, a little awkward. They're trying to seat everybody down for dinner, but uh, no one wanted nothing to sit down quite yet. UGA absolutely shit-pumped Vandy. 62 to nothing. Like... 62 to another. I, what, I saw that uh, Georgia had more, almost Touchdowns had more points than, than yards of Vandy. I think it ended up being like 72 to 62. They covered in the first quarter. More touchdowns than first downs. More touchdowns than first downs. They almost had Jeez. more points than yards against Vandy. It's almost, you should be kicked out of the league after a performance like that. So the over-under of that game was 55. <laughs> like I'm sure a lot of you were like, 55 points? Like, give me that under. Vandy's not going to score. Well, they didn't, but I'm sure you didn't expect Georgia to have 62. I would have been devastated. did it on their own. Yeah. I would have been devastated if I had that under. Uh, Thank God we can finally stop talking about Clemson and just the entire ACC as a whole. Dead. Dead. Clemson only had 214 total yards of offense. They're averaging, I think, like less than three touchdowns a game, last in the SEC. Don't have to worry about And uh, North Carolina also lost to Georgia Tech. There's not – let me – let me. Uh, I have a quick picture here. Guess who is in first place of the two ACC divisions? Boston College. I mean, it has to be, right? Boston we have, they're College. They're 4-0. It's so, the only undefeated team I can think of right now. They are 4-0, but they haven't played a conference game yet. Wake Forest, Louisville, and NC State are atop the Northern Atlantic Division – Followed by Clemson, Boston College, Syracuse, the 0-4 Seminoles. Jesus Christ, they suck. Norvell, dead. And then the Coastal, you got Virginia Tech, followed by Georgia Tech and Pittsburgh. Just how everyone thought, with the bottom of the conference being Miami and UNC. Just how everyone wrote it up there in the ACC. So I, I just hope Arch was watching that uh, Clemson game. Oh, very much so. Very gotta much so. Got to make a question. He they need a quarterback. Well, yeah, well, that, that can be true, too. Or they're quarterback killers, unless they have Trevor Lawrence. So, I don't know. Deshaun Watson. Or Deshaun, okay, sure. <laughs> That's fair. Okay, maybe they just, like need a really talented quarterback. But no, so they're dead. ACC dead. I don't know if we should ever talk about them on this Pick or Poison podcast. They're they're dead to me. Dead to me. Dead to the college football playoff. Dead in general. And then, uh, kind of wrapping up last week, Auburn and Oklahoma barely escaped. Oklahoma never even led in that game against West Virginia. The only they kicked a field goal as time expired to finally take the lead, but never led throughout the entire game as 17-point favorites. And then Auburn again got lucky. Bailed, bailed out by the refs. refs. The refs again. I don't know. Everyone the, the SEC offices are in Birmingham, but no one like everyone always assumes that means that Bama's going to get all the calls. No, it's been Auburn no, no, no. for the past four or five years. It's just gotten every call, every single like thing to go their way. They get bailed out again. 
pretty, back pretty tough get, getting uh, booed on your, what, that, was that first or second home game? Yeah, for, uh, very tough for Harson. Uh, yeah. Getting booed, all, booed out there. Uh, Bo Nix, the once savior of Auburn, getting booed off the field, injured, replaced. Backup leads them to that last-minute drive, asterisk, whatever you want to say. But that was last week. I hated the slate. Still went six and three. I, I really hated it. Oh, did you hate it? Did you? Yeah, hate I was. I was wearing a parka on Saturday. It was <laughs> ice cold where I was. Yeah, maybe that's why you've been so uh, you've been so tough on these weekends. You go up to these northern states and just freeze yourself out. Go two and seven on the week. Bert off another hot week. I was a plus four and a half units. I think that's over ten units on the last two weeks. So on Bert's fire. hot. Well, we'll get into this week real quick. Uh, standings going in so far through week four. We got. Pullman, 20-7, and seven, hitting at 54%, plus 9.1 units. Still thriving off that Stanford, plus 750 money line. Bagman, yours truly, 28-17, 62% hits. Can't win a damn two-unit play to save my life. I'm still only up 7.5 units, even though I'm at 62% on the year. Burt, coming off two hot weeks, 24-17, 59%, plus 6.7 units. He was negative two weeks ago, so you do the math. And then... Poor, poor Boomer. 18 and 23, 44%. The only negative person on the podcast, minus 6.8 units. Really, really trailing in the standings so far this year. Hey, hey, I, I, the only thing I'd be scared about is if I was only betting one or two games because that means I don't trust myself. I, that means I gave up. I'm going to keep shooting. Uh, water finds its level. I'm going to be back Fire from the hip. Uh, Fire from the hip. <laughs> minor minor setback for a major comeback. I don't know. Just, don't, just you wait. I'll believe it when I see it, but we'll get right into this week. I love the board this week. Lo- hated last week. Almost threw up placing every single bet. Woke up Monday morning, immediately placed 10 bets. I love this board so much. By the time game day hits, who knows? It's going to be triple, triple screenshots come game day. Let's get right into the slate, Boomer. Take us into our first game. All right, so we've got the undefeated Michigan Wolverines rolling into Madison, Wisconsin. Wisconsin's minus two points, totals at 43.5. Bagman, how about you start us off here? Graham Mertz, Graham Mertz stinks. I'm not even going to use a curse word to insult him. He stinks. I don't, he doesn't even deserve a curse word. Whoever signed him, I saw in the beginning of the season someone signed him to an NIL deal. They need to be recuperating those losses because that is sunk cost if I've ever seen it. But the Wisconsin defense at home is a beast, a beast. They jump around, crowd goes crazy, Madison, they're all drunk. I know it's 11 o'clock, whatever. I'm going first half under here. I love these first half unders in these big 10 noon uh, sleeper fests. Under 21 and a half in the first half, Graham Mertz, horrible. Horrible. I watched that entire game in Soldier Field last weekend. He could not complete a pass, turning it over left and right. Disgusting game. I'm taking under three touchdowns in the first half. I don't see how either of these teams get to that point. Boom. What you got? So I think I'm going to take the total game under for the same reason. And I'm I'm also because I thought this line was a little weird. Michigan's undefeated going into Wisconsin, who's what, one in Three or one one and two? Yeah, I think they've only, I think they had a bye going in. Yeah, they lost the they lost to Penn State. They're one and two. They had a yeah. one and two because they had a bye going into last week's game against Notre Dame. Yeah, so I I do not trust Wisconsin's quarterback. He is absolute trash. However, I think this is just going to be a defensive struggle here. And one of my rules of college football is just fade Jim Harbaugh, and I stand by that. I don't think they've won in 
uh, in Madison since he's been coaching. That makes sense. I mean, uh, Madison's top five hardest place to play. Tough, in tough place to play. Early game, classic Big Ten game. So I'm going to take Wisconsin, and then I'm also going to take the under. You brought up a good point. This falls right into one of my best systems for gambling on this podcast. We always take a uh, home favorite against a ranked team coming in. <laughs> Boy. Well, I love this is the system, your, your, your go-to system, but it always takes you like 10 minutes to figure well, out what it is. Well, it's a long system. It's a long name of the system. A ranked team on the road as an underdog. That was but, pretty good. But, there we go. But, 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 but I feel like it didn't Save work this one. season. Uh, the Miami game. Uh, and also, Miami has been in this this spot. <laughs> okay, you are right. This has been this line has been. But flirting I like around. your thought. I like this your thought. This line's been flirting around to pick them all week, so I'm not going to put this on my West card Virginia. yet. If Wisconsin is a favorite come game day, I will add that to my card. But for now, Michigan, ranked team, on the road as an underdog. I'm not going to fade them yet, but come game day, I might add Let's a see card. see where the money lies. Yeah, Bert, what you got here? I find it kind of odd that the line has moved from plus 9.5 all the way down to 2. Very, very Plus 9.5? That's what it says. Line moved wow. open, plus 9.5. I'm always woke on these early lines that they released They just out. do it to fuck with people. Like they had Ole Miss at, my, at plus 20, 20 but I yeah. never saw that posted anywhere ever. So maybe like... It, you had to take that like two weeks well, before. A lot of these, so what I learned was a lot of these big games like this, they they come out with preseason lines. That are like, Maybe that's like what I'm looking for these at. Big, uh, so that, I bet you that was what Ole Miss was. opening line. So if you go back to like, you know, July when they came out with the first set of college football lines for the biggest games of the year, that might have been Ole Miss plus 20. That might have been, you know, Wisconsin, whatever. But no, I think the, the no sports book ever offered Michigan plus nine going into this week. So Yeah, well then I'm officially going to ignore that. I feel like Michigan's been a very, quiet, for being number quiet. 14, we, like, the world's not talking about them as much as they usually talk about Michigan football. Maybe it's because the Hogs and the Rebs are the sweethearts of college football yeah, this year. America's teams. And, and why would you want to talk about anyone other than Sam Pittman and Lane Kiffin? I mean, it's just beautiful, feel-good stories all around. Unless you're Michael Wilbon. Unless you're Michael Wilbon. Well, he still wants to later. talk about it. Yeah, he does. I don't know. I just I kind of feel like riding Michigan here. I'm going to take the plus two points. Wisconsin has just not impressed me whatsoever yet, and I just – I know this whole home crowd thing that we've been talking about, but uh, I've been saying once we get about mid-season, we're at week five. They may not matter. These home crowds may not matter as much, but give me Michigan plus two. All right, so next next game, we've got Texas rolling into TCU. Uh, TCU's catching five and a half. Total's at 65 and a half. Bagman, what do you think? Yeah, so this is you know a look-ahead spot here for Texas. They got the Red River shootout next week against Oklahoma. That's always a big game. You know, it's a big fade spot for the both Texas and Oklahoma the week leading up to. TCU's won 4-5 against Texas. Little brother syndrome here. TCU makes this kind of a rivalry. Texas doesn't really give a shit. But I don't care at all. Casey Thompson is immaculate. I love him. Love this Texas team going in. They should have started him from week one. There was some guy in my mentions on Twitter telling me that, like, oh, you don't understand some of the dynamics that go in, why a coach starts another quarterback. I was like, dude, he's the most talented guy. Get out of my mission. Play your best guy, especially a quarterback. I don't care what the repercussions are. I don't need Sarkeesian playing mind games. No, definitely not. Not your first year. So give me Texas. Texas minus five. I love it. I also like this over here. I haven't taken that yet, but Casey Thompson's going to take Texas. Their focus coming off, you know, a couple, they've had a couple cupcakes, but they're still, they know they got to go big or go home. 
after that Arkansas loss. So give me Texas minus five at TCU. I know TCU is going to be geeked up for it, but I don't care. I love Casey Thompson that much. I'm going to lay these points on the road. Boomer, what you got? Uh, yeah, so I, 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 I like your thinking here, Texas in this spot. However, I'm not I'm not going to take uh, Texas on it. I'm, I'm just going to go play it safe, take the over. I think this is going to be a lot of points. Love the over. They have been, Texas, since they've lost to Arkansas, has been putting up like 40 or 50 points every single game. And, and I kind of think that they're just kind of getting used to Sarkeesian's uh, offensive scheme. And I, I think Texas is going to be one of those teams that they're going to roll into the end of the year, have a decent record, and be, probably be one of the hot teams for uh, – 2022. Yeah, let me. Go, I love that play. Let me read you off a couple of the last TCU games because we know Texas can score with Casey. TCU ha- lost a lost an ugly SMU. one last week to SMU. Yeah, SMU yeah. tried to plant the flag in the middle of TCU's field. Didn't really work out that well. That game ended 34 to 42. Big over there the week before against Cal, a Cal team that cannot score. 34 to 32. So, and then they, they scored 45 in their opening game against the. And they pull up Texas's last two. They're oh, like uh, ridiculous. 70 points and 58 like, points. Insane. Yeah. 100, 128 points combined for Texas and, last two. And games. I, I'm still kicking myself. I think on the podcast I t- said the over in the Texas uh, Texas Tech game, and I just didn't even take it. And it <laughs> and it was like 105 points were scored. It was ridiculous. <laughs> That's how you go two and seven. And yeah, one yeah. Week. Hey, yeah. Just follow me. <laughs> Wait, do they do they do they really try to plant the flag in the middle of the field? Yeah, and SMU just, like, like SMU ran their what, flag. Is after it a, the game. is it a turf field? Or I something? think so. Oh, and they, they ran and they tried to plant it, and just like the the guy like just, just back dropped it, and it like just like casually fell over. Like the TCU guys were like, "Get the fuck out of here!" Like they weren't having any of it either. That's it was hilarious. pretty funny. You want to go back and look at uh, Burr? What you got here? Uh, yeah, once again, um, I've said it before. I think Texas came into Fayetteville. We taught them how to play football, and now look at them. I personally. <laughs> I don't want to play Texas again. Like I'm so glad we got that over with. Yeah, they they're kind of feeling it. Yeah, it's been Texas Tech, and yeah, they're gonna it's be been frisky rise, this year. But yeah, they really are. I mean, I think you said it perfectly. Like by the end of the year, people might start saying, uh, you know, Texas is back. Then they'll play, you know, one of us, and we'll put them right back where they belong. Yeah, I still don't think their defense is very good. They have the 72nd. They're 72nd in total defense. So like defense still isn't great, but we know they can score the ball. So. Yeah, but give me Texas minus five. I mean, I feel like that line's way too low. I mean, t- uh, SMU beat them at home by eight. Yeah, the only reason like you take TCU high. here is because they get up for this game and Texas might be looking ahead. So that's yeah, but the Texas only... has already been to Fayetteville. That was a rowdy crowd. This is it's gonna be it's gonna be silence compared to Fayetteville. Yeah. over in Fort Worth. I totally agree. So we're all kind of thinking the same thing there on that game. Let's go right into our next one: Tennessee traveling to Como, Como, Missouri. Missouri's a three-point home favorite over-under of 65. Let's go right back to Burt. What you got? This has kind of been a tough game because both teams don't like – I know Missouri kind of hates their quarterback right now, although they were Missouri fans, too. They're calling for, like, the the true freshman to get some playing time. Mm -hmm. That was weird. Tennessee's, once again, like, tell me if y'all have heard this story before. They can't figure out who their starting quarterback is. The over-under is 65. I kind of want to take that under just because I feel like this is going to be a drunk – Game for not the reasons of drunk as in a bunch of offense. Drunk as in like penalties, weirdness. Uh, what time is the game at? Eleven. So yeah, it's an early yeah. game. Then give me the under sixty-five, and I also think I'm going to take Mizzou. Pretty heated game against Boston College. They kind of want to get back to their ways. No, those are both terrible. Those are picks. shitty ways. Those those are are sucky ways. But this under game and Mizzou. This game will be drunk, and it's going to go over. Both these defenses stink. Missouri allowed Boston College to run up and down the field on them last week. We know Tennessee likes to go fast with Hypel, fast-paced tempo, a lot of possessions back and forth, 65, far too few points. Give me the over of 65. 
Boomer, what you got on this one? Not much of a read on this one, which which what I've learned from my you know tough weeks early in the season. I'm going to pass on this. If I were to take <laughs> anything, I would take the over, just because I think Tennessee coming off against playing against a pretty good Florida team. I think it's going to be like when you're uh, swinging a baseball bat with the donut on. The offense is going to seem like it's just rolling against a shitty defense. Real maturity showing from yeah from restraint. Here. restraint restraint. You got to really hone in after some really shitty weeks. You got to really laser no, yeah, focus. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm not just throwing out picks because if I'm up ten, I'm, I've got every pick matters right now. Yeah, for me. every pick is an avenue. Everything might as well be a two unit <laughs> play for you from this point on because yeah. you are down bad right now. Take us into our next one. All right, so next we've got. Cincy rolling into uh, Notre Dame. Notre Dame's catching a point and a half. Totals at 50 and a half. Bagman? Yeah, uh, Cincy coming off a bye here. They're laser focused on the playoff, I would assume, at this point. I mean, this this is a playoff game. This is, well, this isn't a playoff. The loser of this is 100% eliminated. It's, a, it's an elimination game. It's yeah. an elimination game for sure. Cincy, super senior laden team. Coach probably going to be gone after this year. They're all eyes on the prize. Chips are on the table, going all in on this season. They're going to be primed and ready going into South Bend here. But Notre Dame's D coordinator was at Cincy last year. I forget his name. But he knows that program back and forth. He had, I'm pretty sure he had taken the LSU defensive coordinator job, I guess when they had fired Bo Pelini last year. And then... Notre Dame job got offered to him, and he said, "Up, oh, you know, I'm gonna hesitate that. Fuck Orgeron. I'm staying in the in you know the Ohio area, sticking with Notre Dame. Solid defensive coordinator. He was at Cincy last year. Got the old uh, starting quarterback hurt, or whatever cone. We got the Pine kid came in against uh, Wisconsin last week. Looked pretty good. We got the old Pine versus Cone. Pine Cone. Who's gonna start at quarterback? No one knows, but it's Pine Cone matchup here." I liked both of them. I'm, I'm taking the home dog, Notre Dame. I don't trust Cincinnati. Talent wins out here. They're going to end Cincinnati's season. Give me the plus two, Burt. What you got here? Yeah, I want the home dog, too, going back to the home crowd thing. I think Cincinnati, they played at Indiana. That was a big crowd, whatever. I don't think it's going to be quite like South Bend. And that game was sneaky close up until the yeah. last Oh, no. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then that, that, was, that was, I mean, and then the you, you ended up winning Cincinnati. it pretty easily, but it was the entire yeah. time was, yeah. you were white knuckle. I didn't end up Fetty Whopping them, but I, it was like a it was a three-point game most of the whole time. The, the Fetty Wap that week was Michigan State-Miami. Forget about that. Yeah. I, I there has been one Fetty Wap per week, though. There's been a been lot great. of Fetty Wops. We've been tracking them. On the pick your poison Twitter. Anywho, um, yeah, give me Notre Dame. Give me the home crowd. I, it's been that's, this is a really tough pick. I honestly like hate some of the lines this week. They really scare me. Uh, I think this is one of those that I'm taking Notre Dame, and I've been doing so well that that means Cincinnati's going to win. But my this heart, be, t- my heart, my Catholic heart, I feel like Vegas tells me is to begging, take Notre Dame. Begging people to take them with this. I was literally one and about and to half. say I could, like, I could see both. If you came in with a pick in this game and said. Vegas is begging me to take the other side, so I'm taking this side. I could see both both picks being like, "Oh, Vegas is begging me oh, to take yeah. the other side." I'm like, I don't know what Vegas is wanting me to do here. Yeah, yeah. I'm, see, I, I think Cincinnati's just going to win this game, and I'm just hoping that it's going to be by more than two points. Though, 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 one interesting fact. So this is the second ga- second game of a five game stretch where Notre Dame has to play a team coming off a bye, which is. Absolutely brutal. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, Wisconsin had a bye last week. Yeah. Since he has a bye this week. I, I don't know who the other ones are, but but the next three teams apparently do all have a bye. Off a bye. All Ooh. come off a bye. Like, let's, uh, let's make a little asterisk yeah. there. Put, put that note for yeah. further put, down the Put season. that in your tickler file. 
But uh, now I think Cincinnati, they've already been tested on on, a, on the road against uh, Indiana, which has a pretty tough environment to play. And I, I don't think they're going to be phased by the Notre Dame crowd. And I, I think they win by three points. But it's going to be a close one. We'll get right into our next game. We got Oklahoma, those frauds, Oklahoma. We got them, Oklahoma traveling to Manhattan, Kansas, Kansas State. Kansas State's a home dog of plus 10.5, over under a 52.5. Boomer, tell me your read. Uh, so I, I'm going to go with K-State here. Uh, tough place to play. And, you know, that's kind of been one of the things we parked on this season and which at times I've completely forgotten. Mm-hmm. That home crowds, some of these teams are not ready for it. This is Oklahoma's first road game of the year. Never forget. Uh, additionally, uh, Lincoln Riley has never beaten K-State under their, whatever K-State's coach is. Chris Kleiman, yeah. 2-0 versus Oklahoma. Yeah, 2-0. Uh, I think it's going to be 3-0 three, three and here. I, I think I'm smelling an upset here. And really it's going to it's going to change the playoff landscape, knocking Oklahoma off. Uh, it's going to make it kind of wide open for some of these other teams. We're thinking it's wide open. This would I mean, Cincy, uh, yeah. Oregon, I, it's, it's going to be... three SEC teams in the playoffs this year? Someone, some it could It say. could get crazy. But, uh, but no, ten and a half is too much on this. Oklahoma hasn't been that impressive. When did, like, when did America get gaslit into thinking that, like, Spencer Rattler is some sort of like number one overall just, pick Heisman Trophy. You just winner. assume the Oklahoma quarterback is going to be a yeah. good one. After and, the and, past and, and I think I think this year is really kind of showing you that because well, we've been just brainwashed to oh Clemson's really good, yeah. Well, uh, Oklahoma's really good. Ohio Alabama's State. really good. Ohio State's really good. The only one that's really kind of holding true is Bama, which you know they're not as good as we'll last year. Out. But everyone's like not everyone's vulnerable. Uh, and yeah, I mean Rattler came in. I think in their bowl game, whatever they're like two years ago, he played pretty well in that. And then last year he was he was fine, but like they just you know their offense just scores a bunch of points against shitty Big Twelve defenses. So I was never really sold on him as a top overall draft pick, a Heisman winner. Maybe America, yeah, you, you're probably right that they're just they see Oklahoma, the Oklahoma quarterback, they're going to make the playoff. They're in a shitty conference. He's going to score a million points. Well, it's it's Lincoln too Riley. much for college football for for people to keep up with everyone in the country. But when it's only four teams that are good, you're like, yeah. oh, they're always good. And they just hear the talking heads like Spencer Rattler, Spencer Rattler, Spencer Rattler. They yeah. just assume that he's good. So that's for, but I, I don't know. I feel like we've had him sniffed out as being not great this whole time. Fraudulent. I'm, I'm with you. You don't walk into Manhattan, Kansas, especially when Kansas State's a good team. Ranked for the first time I think in a while. They're a live dog. Live dog. I'm taking the ten and a half for sure. Probably sprinkle a little bit on the money line too. I know Kansas State's quarterback Scholar Thompson's out. I was hoping he'd be back this week, but I still think they can. They beat a good Nevada team without him, so I think they could pull off an upset. I don't know. I'll take the dog. Oklahoma's not impressed me in the slightest so far this year. So me and Boomer on the same side. Kansas State plus ten and a half. Bert, are you with us? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna ride. Y'all just convinced me. I did not look at this game very much, and I was just going to listen to one of y- both of y'all, and y'all said the same thing. Yeah, so I'm I think- going right with y'all, and I just I'm just glad Trader Mike Woods, um, Oklahoma's fourth, fifth, maybe sixth best receiver, is uh, not getting to celebrate the number eight Arkansas Razorbacks. And like we said earlier about the Texas game, Red River Shootout next week, Texas Oklahoma. Oklahoma might be looking ahead oh, a get, little bit. Yeah, and give me Texas already. Yeah, this has trap written all over it. So we're all on the same side. Kansas State plus 10 in the hook. Boomer, take us into our next one. All right, so next we've got Florida going to Kentucky. Kentucky's catching 8.5. Totals at 55 or 55.5. Burt, what do you like? 
Yeah, I like I, I like a lot on this game. Um, fifty five, I feel like that's low. Florida can score points. Uh, Kentucky can finally throw footballs. So uh, give me the over on that. This is a huge game uh, for Kentucky. Mm-hmm. The biggest game at home in a long time. I have I have written down on my sheet the biggest game in Kroger Field in the history of Kentucky football. I, I love that. Also, um, it's always a close game when Kentucky plays Florida at home. The last three years, Kentucky lost 9-14. to Kentucky lost 27-28. to And in the that famous Kyle Trask game, they lost 21-29. to So all been one-possession games. Were those the, all in, in at Kroger Field? Yeah, all the last three games. Those are the last three did games. Benny, at when Kroger, did Benny Snell, Benny Snell beat them in Florida? 9-14, Jesus. It must have been in Florida. I remember this they, is 20... Kent- 15, 17, and 19. Okay, because I know Kentucky has beaten Florida in the yeah. past like four or five years for the yeah. first time in like 35 years. That must have been on the road in the swamp. Those are all very close games, one possession ball games, and I believe eight and a half is means a two possession ball game. So okay. give me that. By my math. Yeah, by my math too. Um, give me Kentucky on the points. I kind of wanted to take the money line, but it might be one of those situations where at the end of the game, Florida squeaks it out just like they have. The past three times they played there. So uh, over Kentucky and the points. So the games you just read, I'm pretty sure they all went under 55 and a half on those games in Lexington. I don't love that. Yeah, but over- this is a different. Uh, well, no, 27-28. Okay, so that would have gone over. This is different, different uh, Kentucky team here. I, I don't love the over. I don't have a side on that on the over under. I do. I'm with you though on Kentucky plus eight and a half. I'm I'm just not sold yet on the Florida like passing attack. I don't know if they can really. Push the ball down the field. Emory Jones, I know he's a dual threat, quote-unquote, quarterback, but I think his main threat is the run. I think they they run the ball well with the running back. Their O-line's good. And then Emory Jones being a threat in the running game keeps that ball rolling too. So I, I know they can run it, but I just don't really think they can pass it. So Kentucky's defense is going to really hone on that running game. They saw him run the ball down Bama's throats all night long. I think Kentucky's going to sell out to stop the run, and I think they can score it just enough to keep up and, and keep that game with inside the, the touchdown spread. So I'm taking the eight and a half too. Boomer, what you got? Man, y- y'all are really down on Florida. Y'all acting like they're dead I'm right just now. Just not sold on them. No, no but, but I mean, I'm Jesus just more Christ, sold on they, Kentucky they, they, than, than they, they I'm can, down on they, Florida. Oh, oh, after that 16 to 10 win against South Carolina, and then the week before, 28 to 23 against look ahead. Uh, UT look ahead. Chat. Two look ahead spots. Oh, yeah. Two Do- look ahead spots. Triple look ahead spots. Yeah. No, Kentucky is not that good. They they really are not. Uh, I think they they're a false flag operation by the government trying to trick your brain, thinking that you can play football in Kentucky. The damn government. S- sell sell sell. Uh, I'm gonna go with Florida. Florida has, still has a lot to play with. Like th- their season is not done. They lost to a good Alabama team and gave them a hell of a run for their money. Yeah. Uh, I I don't see any reason why that why they should be giving up on the SEC season. SEC East is still Yeah, exa- exa- ex- exactly, and they just have to beat Georgia. And that that's really kind of what their season started with and how it's going to end with. But well, they got to start by. But but they st- but, but yeah, they got to start by just winning the rest of their games. I think they're going to be super focused. I love Florida here. Uh, I'll give you the eight and a half points. Like, I mean, Manhattan, Kansas, tough place to play. Madison, Wisconsin, tough place to play. Kroger Field in Kentucky, sneaky, sneaky tough place to play. So, Bert and I on the same side here. Boomer hanging out to dry. We I out. love it. This one. is where this is where I make my moves. Catch catch back up with y'all. <laughs> um, all right. So next game we've got Baylor going to Oklahoma State. Okay, Oklahoma State's minus three and a half. Totals at forty seven and a half. That's pretty low there. Bagman, you have any thoughts? Yeah, I like Oklahoma State here. Uh, the home team 
We've been harping on the home teams. And Baylor's ranked and all that. They beat Iowa State last weekend at home. But Iowa State outgained them by 200 yards. It was kind of a fluky game. People are talking about Texas and Oklahoma to win the Big 12. Oklahoma State's a damn good team. I don't know. I don't really trust Baylor yet. I like Aranda as their head coach. But I think it's too early in their system. I like Oklahoma State giving up the three and a half. Boomer, what you got? Um, so I think I'm going to go with the over here. I don't really have a read on either team as far as the spread. I mean, they both looked really good uh, all this year. Uh, Baylor is coming off a big big win against uh, what Iowa State last mm-hmm. week, a uh, two-point win. I think I'm just going to play it safe. Go with the over, 47.5. If you look at their past couple games, I think all these games would have hit if this was the spread there, or excuse me, the total there. So I'm going to – Go with the over. Super low for a Big 12 game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On a fast turf in Stillwater. Yeah, I know. It, all, it almost makes me think I'm missing something here. Yeah. That, or I'm out of, like, someone's, like, a quarterback's injured that I don't know about. Yeah, but, I, mean, I see what you're saying. It's but, trappy. But but at the same time, though, taking the under here seems like a suicide move. That, absolutely. You're, 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 that's when you, like, look up and it's the third quarter. You're like, oh, I must be on pace and somehow. Actually, fuck it. No, fuck it. Under. Under, I'm taking it. Fading myself. Boomer there has we go. Desperate. Under, lock that in. Two units right there. Hashtag fade Boomer. He's oh, doing it to There himself. we go. I love it. Actually, add the over to my card, too. He's a dumbass. He doesn't know what he's he talking about. He fade the fade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bert, what are you thinking here? Um, I was looking for reasons to bet this game, and I, I did realize that Baylor's starting quarterback is an Arkansas boy, not too far from us here in Memphis, from Earl. Okay, Got to bring it back. I mean, there's a Walmart every, in every state. Hogs are everywhere. I, we could be talking Australian football, and and, and uh, Bert's going to bring up the hogs. Sam, Sam Irwin Hill, our one of our yeah. best punters ever. He was Australian. Sam Irwin. Yeah, Sam yeah. Irwin. His middle name's Sam, like Sam Pittman. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, hey, a hog. it also works. Anyway, so I was thinking, like, okay, let, let's take Baylor, and then I started looking at last year because I had the thought, like, wasn't Baylor terrible last year? And they were. Ten months ago, they lost to Oklahoma State 42-3, to which is under 47 and a half. Revenge spot. Yeah, but a revenge spot of 39 points, I don't I don't think they can do it. Oklahoma State has the, had the same quarterback, pretty much the same offense. There was no uh, Chuba Hubbard that game for Oklahoma State. I think he had already opted out at that point. Uh, so give me Oklahoma State minus three and a half. Also agree, well, I did agree with Boomer. That that is very low for a Big Twelve, so I'm going with the over. There we go. So now I guess I disagree with Boomer. I, I can't keep that straight. I don't know. He hezy hayed the hezy hay. Yeah. So give me the over, nevertheless. <laughs> or was I actually fading myself with my initial pick and then Just going back to my? We'll, yeah. We'll see, we'll see it. You on can't Twitter fade on me because y'all don't know what's going on inside this brain. <laughs> Thank God I don't know what's going on inside <laughs> that brain. All right. So next game we've got we've got we got two teams coming off of uh, some bad losses. We got State. Uh, going into College Station, A&M's minus seven points. Totals at forty-nine. Bert, give me your thoughts here. Well, another team that we we taught how to play football. Um, what was that line again? Seven. Seven to A&M at College Station. Ooh, give me A&M minus seven. I hated their attitudes after we beat them. They basically blamed the refs. Said you know, Arkansas didn't really beat us. Go back and watch the film. We kicked your ass. Y'all are gonna learn from that film. First me, step is acceptance. Yeah, yeah, and and you know maybe they maybe they learned that on Monday. They're still full denial. Yeah, full. Yeah. Den- yeah. <laughs> I just don't think State's very good at all. Give me an A and M minus seven. I don't think this line is uh, low enough, high enough, high enough, high enough. 
Seven at home, yeah. So you're telling me that so basically your thought process on a neutral field would be a four point game. If it was in Starkville, it'd be basically like a pick 'em. So like that kind yeah, of seems. Yeah, I would a take A and M. Yeah, yeah, I take A and M there. I don't know. But. I, I did read some rumors that apparently like the A and M team is just so out on Zach Calzone. Like they're just they'd rather eat pizza. They hate Calzones, and so maybe there is some locker room turmoil there. But they're just they're way better football players. Yeah. I don't hate that pick. I can't take. I mean, this this game is gross. I mean, both these teams are, ugly color combination. Yeah, maroon colors. Both cult schools. Weird cheers, clang a clang up. You know, midnight yell. All I don't that think bullshit. I've ever watched this game. Yeah, this game is disgusting. Really, I they mean, ever played? I don't even know. I've, <laughs> I've never seen it. Yeah, <laughs> what, I'm taking the under of 47. I mean, whatever. It's it. We've seen states offense. It's so far past its prime of the air raid. Leach doesn't know what the hell he's doing. He does the same thing every week. It's finally called up to him, and A&M's defense is actually good. And like you said, the offense does not want to play for Calzone. They've given up on him. Spiller's really good, so maybe they just run the ball down State's throat. I don't know. But I don't trust either team to really score here. Give me the under 46. I know it's a low total here. I hate taking either side. It's a touchdown. Honestly, I could probably bet on A&M winning by exactly seven, and that might hit. I'd feel more confident in that than taking a side here. Screw both these teams. If the Kyle Field collapses in on itself, I wouldn't feel too bad. So I'll take the under <laughs> and not even watch it and probably end up winning. Oh, I'm betting on this for the push. I'm, t- I'm, taking, I'm taking A&M. State, they just had a dream crusher of a game last week. Almost came back. Oh, almost came back. Like it, But we're kind of getting their ass whipped most of the game. And, and and I think it's funny to call call their offense the air raid when you have a your average pass is four yards down the field. Abs- <laughs> I mean, it's an absolute joke. Mike Leach is just wanting to because State can actually run the freaking ball whenever they try to. Yeah. But he's just so set in his ways that he's like, nope, I'm gonna I, we're going to fail with me doing it my way, or we're gonna do. You know what I mean? Like. He wants to do it his way or the highway. It's a it's an air raid with paper airplanes that never yeah, really get off the ground. Yeah, it, it's an absolute joke. State is a bad football team, but it's funny though. It's like if they had won that game last last week, it'd be, I feel like it'd be a very different conversation but going on right I now. Like, I feel like seven points. Like I don't know if even if they would have beaten LSU, would have been well. They, more, they, they, they would, but but I, I kind of feel right now they're just a little beaten down. They're just like shit, and then you're having to go to College Station, which is going to be loud. A and M fans will show up. You know yeah. that'll be a tough environment. Uh, I think that's like what is it, six it's o'clock a, it's game. A night game, yeah. It's yeah, it's o'clock. a night game. It's going to be those A and M weirdos will be loud. I'll I'll take them. I'll I'll uh, take minus seven there. All right, A and M. Let's get into our uh, the what? night. The big night SEC game. Oh, okay, okay. The LSU, Auburn traveling to Death Valley. 8 o'clock kickoff here. Late night kick in Death Valley. LSU, the home favorite of 3.5 points over under of 56. Bert, give me your pick. Is, oh my God, I can't even think of his name. He's so irrelevant. Bo Nix. Bo Nix. Is he hurt, hurt? No, it's like I think, the, he, I, off. I think he just sucks. No, he just sucks. And then, okay. but so, yeah, I was in wedding mode. No, I didn't get to watch. He's fine for this week. I think they're just like, well, the other guy came in and drove down 99 yards and won the game for us. Which is Ryan fin- or TJ TJ Finley. Finley, who is the former LSU quarterback. Yep. Um, I don't see that really boding well for the QB controversy for Auburn. Personally, I want LSU to win and win big, so we can have a 2:30 game. 
in Oxford next week. Just get, give me LSU. I think Auburn's trash. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Auburn's in complete and utter disarray right now. I mean, they got a QB battle going on with Bo Nix, the like incumbent for what feels like 15 years he's been there versus TJ Finley, the freaking guy that started for LSU and transferred to Auburn last year. You got the Auburn head coach, the first-year head coach, Firing the wide receiver coach after the game. That was the issue. That's a big issue. You're firing coaches mid-season, like position coaches mid-season. That is wild to me. I don't know how that ever works out in your favor. That whole locker room is in turmoil. They don't know who their quarterback is. They don't know who their wide receiver coach is. They've only known their head coach for uh, six months, whatever. I hate all of that. Death Valley at night. You're going to walk into Death Valley at night and only be a three and a half point favorite, in which you've never even won in Death Valley in any game since 1999. No, I'm fading the shit out of of Auburn here. Call me crazy. Call me probably pulling for LSU here a little bit, but whatever. Give me. I'm laying the three and a half. I don't trust that Orgeron, but I definitely don't know want any single piece of what's going on in Auburn right now. Give me the Tigers minus three and a half in Death Valley at night. Yeah, I mean, just like looking and talking about this game, my BAC is over at two point or point two. Oh my god, the yeah, I, I would rather if, drunk, if it, drunk, drunk game. The drunkest game of the slate this week for sure. Yeah, the, if I could get a prop on like someone streaking across the field or like I don't know a neck inciting a riot where someone sets a fire off inside Tiger Stadium. Something crazy is going to happen. I, I don't even know what the weather's going to be, but I just feel like it's going to might rain. Yeah, who I, knows? it's probably going to rain. It might. It's, it's going to be rain. It's going to be the, drunk, sloppy. Yes. Uh, all the BAC is just going to create some sort of like crazy storm of alcohol. It's going to rain back down on top of the stadium. Yeah, I mean LSU had a rough start to the year, losing to UCLA. However, they've come back. They've covered the past three games. Mm-hmm. Granted, I was not really impressed with them against State. However, they're coming back home. I think they're going to cover. I, I think it's going to be a tough crowd, and I just really do not believe in Auburn at all after that yep. pitiful performance. Having, having to win on like the last second play. Yeah, exactly. And, and I was listening to it on the radio, but from what it sounded like, it was like an insane play to win by, too. Well, like, and they got bailed out by the refs, like we said earlier. Yeah. Like, I mean, they had to literally like call up Mark Curls, or whatever his name is, and be like, please, please help me. Please help me. Please bail us out again. Please, SEC office. So... I don't know. We're all on the same side here. I don't know if that bodes well or against us, but I don't know how you bet on Auburn in this game. If anything, you just stay away from it. So that closes the main slate. And now we're going to get into the juicy, juicy the game. The prime entree of the weekend. The, just the 42-ounce ribeye of the weekend. We got the two biggest games of the week. College game day. We're going to kick it off, Boomer. What you got for us? We're going to start off with Arkansas traveling to Athens. Uh, UGA is minus 18. Totals at 48 points. I mean, Bert, you have to lead us off here. Yeah, of course I'm going to lead you all off, and I'd be honored to lead you all off. I think Arkansas has kind of overperformed this year. You know, they've... They've played well. They're, I think I think they're about to kind of fall off a little bit. You know, um, looking ahead next week into to the Ole Miss game, the worry about Oxford. Oh, oh shit! I was reading Boomer script. No, <laughs> give me the Hogs plus eighteen and a half. I'm not an idiot. I'm not going to take Hogs money line this time, but I will take the plus eighteen and a half. We were beating them seven seven to five at halftime last year. I know it's a completely different quarterback. But JT Daniels has a pretty bad record against top 25 opponents and good and good defenses. People forget that that was a 
That was a Hogs win at halftime. Yeah, there was a Hogs win at halftime. A wonderful moral victory for St. Pittman. It really, really kind of was. Then, of course, the athletes of Georgia came out to play. We've got a lot more depth this year. Um, we're healthy. I thought surely we'd be banged up in some Wait, area. Wait, healthy so, KJ Jefferson? KJ's fine. Traylon uh, Burks? Yep. Traylon was the literally the first one to the trophy Okay. at the end of the game, jumping and screaming. KJ was trucking people in the fourth quarter. No worries, though. If KJ's a little banged up, uh, baby Lamar Jackson will come in and, and do his thing as well. Uh, give me the Hogs, plus 18 and a half. And also, what was the uh, total? 48. 48. Give me the under. Um, two really good defenses. Like I said, JT Daniels doesn't do too well against top 25 teams. Um, I think this is going to be kind of like a little slugfest, a defensive battle. You know, maybe Georgia wins by 10, like 20 to 10. Kind of like, yeah. uh, I think maybe we score more than 10 points, but uh, give me give me 23 to 13. Yeah, Cooner, handshake emoji right here, right now. I'm on Arkansas plus 15 and a half, under 48. 15 and a half. We're, we're, 18 and a half, under 48. I'll take 15 and a half. I don't give a shit. Under 48. Love this. Oh, let's talk about this real quick, though. Are Arkansas and Ole Miss the same exact teams this week? You got... The highest we've ever been ranked in five or more years, I would say, yeah. at least five years. You've got on the road bros. against the best team in the nation. You could make an argument for either best team in the nation, Bama or mm-hmm. Georgia. They're best on the road. And then you got Sam Pittman going back to the place that he was before as yep. on the road, going back home to where he was in Georgia before he got hired to Arkansas. And you got Lane Kiffin going back to Tuscaloosa, the place that he was, I guess, two stops before. But everyone remembers him more at Bama than he does at FIU. And the FAU. two best quarterbacks in the nation, Matt Corral, uh, KJ Jefferson. Some might say. But I don't know. The, both teams are also handshake emoji. So I'm with you right here. Love the under of 48 because I don't really trust JT Daniels to score a lot of points. And Look, Georgia's defense is so salty. Like, I love Arkansas, but I don't know if they can keep up in the long term. But I want that under and plus 18.5. Look, Sam Pittman, like we said, still Kirby Smart loves Sam Pittman. That whole Georgia staff are big Sam Pittman He's guys. Not run up the score they do either. not want to run up the score on this team. Like, even if it does get kind of squirrely early and they're, they're up by 24, 27, I could see them letting the foot off the gas and saving up big time because they got – Florida coming up. They've got some bigger games, you know, for the East that they care more about. They want to stay healthy. Look, all I'm saying is Georgia does not want to boat race the shit out of Arkansas. There's no reason for that. There's no point to that. So if it gets a little out of hand early, I could see them taking the foot off the gas and a backdoor cover happening. So give me the under and give me the plus 18 and a half. So, you know, I've, I've been, as all of y'all know, I've been against the Hogs all season and it's it's hurt me. It's hurt me bad. I, what, is in your fo- wallet and in your in your yeah. Like, so I'm zero and four against the Hogs, and I'm not about to let it be zero and five. I'm going to take Georgia first half. Oh, first half. I don't know what that is I'll going to that. what that is. Probably, probably like ten. 10. Yeah, Ooh, probably yeah. 10 I like that because for for the reasons that y'all said, uh, Pittman's coming back. He used to coach underneath Kirby. And Kirby's not going to want to go out there and embarrass him. I don't think it's going to be like that. But do they, they need a sexy win? No. No, no, no. they don't. They, they just don't need, need to win. They, they don't need, need shit. They don't yeah. need shit. They just need to win the East. And I also really like the under because I, I think Arkansas, has. they've been really impressive uh, defensively. I, I think they're going to slow Georgia down. However, I think Georgia's going to 
get up by about two touchdowns in the first half, and then stay about that, and then stay. It's just gonna be steady, and it's not gonna be. It's not gonna look bad on Arkansas because Georgia is a really good team. Uh, but I just eighteen and a half is way too much for a whole game total. So I guess I'll take Georgia minus ten first half, and then under for the game. All right, I love. I mean. I, I said that. I was like, I've taken Arkansas because I think they could backdoor it. So I don't hate that first half pick. But now let's get into the juicy. The creme game. de la creme. The creme, creme. de la creme. <laughs> the CBS game of the week. Lane Kiffin coming back to Tuscaloosa, 2.30 on CBS. We got the Rebs taking on the Crimson Tide. Crimson Tide favored by 14.5 at home, over under 79.5. Real quick. We haven't talked to our guy, Pullman Profiteer. He, I'm sure he's got a take on this all the way from the West Coast behind bars. Let's give him a call real quick. You have a call from Washington State Penitentiary inmate number 69,420. Would you like to accept? Yes. Hello, you got a Pullman down at the uh, local penitentiary. Uh, what can I do for you today? <laughs> so Pullman, we got the tie and the Rebs, your Rebs, coming in hot Tuscaloosa, we know you got a spicy, spicy pick on this. Give me a read. Well, first, uh, I want to preface with this. Uh, we actually had a uh, local MGM book open up inside uh, the pen, so I actually got this line at 15 and a half. Are you sure it wasn't, are you sure wasn't a, a pen gaming inside the pen? No, it's it's MGM. It's strictly the Lions in here, baby. Nothing but the best. Um we got the real San Quinn treatment up in here, so you know we're we're really living it up live. But um, yeah, I got that. And then of course, you know my style. What do I love? Teams that can win when you give me a big money line. So of course I got the Revs plus fifteen and a half. Of course, one one unit money line. Revs plus four fifty. Could Alabama run away with this game? Absolutely. Do I think they will? With my heart, not at all. I think their defense up the middle is going to get shredded up. Lane's going to find the holes like always. Ty put up a good fight, but honestly, just revs straight up plus 100. I think I'd have him right here as well. Yeah, I mean, so I did a little bit of research going into this. Let me read you boys the losses during Saban's tenure, except that first season when it was not his players, not his system, whatever. Losses by Bama in Bryant-Denny with Saban. 2010 Auburn, 2012 AM, 2015 Ole Miss, 2018 LSU. Now, what do all of those teams have in common? Great QBs. We got Cam Newton, Johnny Manziel, Swag Kelly, and Joe Burrow. We're the only quarterbacks, the only teams that have gone into Brian Denny. Four Heisman winners right there. <laughs> but, well, yes, Swag should have won, but absolutely. Four, three of four Heisman winners, and then a Swag Kelly that was the most talented player on the field that day. Yeah. So, by my math, the best, maybe the only way to go into Bryant Denny and win a football game is to have the best player on the field be the opposing team's quarterback and an eventual Heisman winner. Pullman, you are absolutely right. I mean, no one on this, no one listening here is remotely surprised that we are. On the Rebs, minus 14.5. That's far too many points. I saw that it opened at 20, whatever. That's bullshit. 14.5 is the right number, but that's far too many. You need the points. One unit on the Rebs, money line. I'm also taking the over. P. 
People forget, last year, 111 total points were scored in this game. So you're going to give me an 80-point total, 31 points less than the amount of points that were scored last year? Yeah, I'm taking the over because the Rebs are probably going to drop 50 or 60. I don't want to put too much on this money line to where I'm crapped out. towards, But like every unit I spend is a 4.5 units I gain. This might be like a 3-unit money line play for me by the end of this. I'm going to be behind enemy lines in Tuscaloosa, in Bryant-Denny. Last time that I was there was 2015 when Swag won. So call me crazy. I think Mike Wilbon might have pissed off Lane even more than he already was. So Wilbon has money line the reps. That's the only reason he said that. He's trying to piss off Kiffin. I don't. I think Wilbon is so much of a boomer that he doesn't even know what he's. He, he doesn't gamble or he doesn't know he what he's. Me off. Yeah, he pissed me off. But he definitely pissed Saban off. Let me ask you guys this: How how many days of the year? I guess who thinks about this game more throughout the entire year, three hundred sixty five days? Kiffin or Saban? Kiffin's, Kiffin, but Saban thinks about it probably more than any other game. After last year, I think Saban thinks about it a lot, and he also like has this weird thing where he, by damn, will not lose to his assistant. He does not like Kiffin. No, definitely he, he not. might respect him as an offensive mind, but he does not like. He him. does not want to lose. He gets he gets under his skin. He, if you said you you have to lose to Kirby or Kiffin this year, he's oh, like, I'll lose yeah. to Kirby ten times out of ten. Like For sure. that's not even close. I don't know. I think Kiffin's so crazy. If you offer him like three and nine, but one of those three or Bama, he would he might take it. Like he's that crazy. So I don't know. I'm all over the Rebs money line. Rebs points. Give me the over two. Tons of points in this game, Boomer. You're a Rebs homer too. So I want to uh, hear your thoughts. Well, so I. Goes without question. I already have the Rebs plus fourteen and a half. Now here's where I, I have this game every way from Tuesday. So I've got the Rebs for total here uh, for for the total, total game. No, no. Oh, I also have the team total over Rebs thirty two. Uh, yeah, thirty two. That's easy. That's that's auto play. Two units there. I already have a have two units on the Rebs, but the sneaky play Rebs first half because and I'm gonna put three units on that. On the money line? No, no, on the points because I, I think I where I could see where we end up don't covering is that our defense. I think our defense is pretty good. Uh, however, our the depth I think it's gonna they might be able to kind of run up, run us thin and second half maybe kind of pull away a little bit, kind of like last year yeah. where it was a t- tight game but they end up winning by two scores. So, but I love the Rebs first half and then I'm also gonna sprinkle a unit and a half on. Uh, Reb's money line. I love it. That first half, that first half money line is juicy because you know if we win the toss, Kiffin's going to want the ball, so he's going to get the ball first. I assume we're going to go down and score a touchdown immediately, and then, like you said, the defense over the course of a full game might not hold up, but in the first half, that first half money line is probably going to be like what, like right at two hundred. It'll probably be a seven and a half point line in the first half with fourteen and a half on the full game. I will say this though: you are betting against the most automatic thing in sports. Oh, I, I know that. First half, I, and and, uh, and and I'm also also going against the automatic uh, boomer cold streak. I, I'm going to get right with this. Reb's first half for sure. Bert, outside outside non biased perspective here, are we crazy? Uh, we're all crazy. We are. All we, got, crazy. we got hogs and rebs all in one room. That's a crazy ass room. Um, but. With that 
Bama first quarter, Bama first half thing. I went back and looked since it's been my go-to bet for the past two or three years now. Uh, I think they won that bet all but like two or three times. One of those, of course, was in Oxford I know last year. I know they're eleven and three on the first half line over like going back to and, I guess last. And year. one of those was but, Ole Miss last year. That was one of those three losses. I think Kiffin has. If anything, his first three drives scripted, ingrained in every single person's mind. I'm not like trying to hide the Rebs up by any means, but I think I'm taking Rebs first quarter. I'm probably what we think is probably gonna be like four and a half Bama. First quarter, yeah, Yeah, first quarter probably four and a half Bama. So give me uh, Ole Miss. I'm I'm in on that too. Less than a field goal. Less than a field goal. Boomer's getting all of his money back if the Rebs win. Oh no, yeah, this is he might lead the PYP standings if if if. If Ole Miss does, but he hopes but, they but do. But also, also, one thing I want to clarify, the, why Bama is so good uh, in the first half is when they're playing inferior teams. However, yeah, that's not the case this Saturday at all. up and spit them out early. No, but, he's, they were, he, they're playing a better team. Yeah. They're playing a better team. Yep. And then the, the whole handshake emoji thing. I believe it was Monday, right when the lines came out, I took Hogs, Ole Miss, Parlay, we're both going into the same. We talked about that. I don't have to talk about it again. I even teased down the points. Ten and a half to Ole Miss. Ten and a half to the Hogs. I like that. Parlayed that as well. Give me some good, juicy odds. Give me Dang, those I units. Like yeah. Feel free to join me. I might. Um, that's as far as I'm going for this game. The over-under. I'm done touching Ole Miss over-unders. I just I can't get it right. The only thing that scares me is freaking the first. We've talked about it all freaking year on our podcast. The home crowds. This is Matt Corral, Lane Kiffin, the whole freaking Ole Miss football that's, team. That's their first road, true road game. All of last year didn't really count because every so crowd Memphis was 25%. Is his only... Yeah, but I mean, that was under Rich Rodriguez and Matt Corral, and he only, like, he got pulled, like, or, like, he didn't, they scored 10 Yeah, no, but I'm that saying game. that's his only, like, real, like, road yeah. game with the they crowd. Got, and he, they scored this 10 is the points. first big home game for Bama this year. You know, they played yeah. terrible opponents leading up to that. Yeah, no, this is going to be a very, and, and Bama fans, I've talked to some Bama fans, they are very nervous for this game. They're going to be, maybe our best chance of, like, actually pulling off an upset is getting out early and making those Bama fans even more nervous than they already are and sit on their hands a little. Yeah, get them sitting on their hands, and, and they leave early too when they're losing. Oh, they don't know. They don't fuck C- around. Circa twenty, what fifteen? It's a business out there, and, and they left. The sh- that third, yeah, that once third the show's quarter. not playing well, they're in. They're leaving early. So I think that's the recipe for a victory for the Rebs is to get out to a hot start. That's why I think that first half might even be an even better play is because the Lane knows that and he's going to want to get out to a hot start. So. I don't know. We're all over this game, backwards to forwards. If Rebs play like they should and they can and go into Tuscaloosa and storm the beaches and conquer Thanos, the Pick Your Poison podcast might be up 50 units this week alone, all combined, because we are all over this. I'm going to be retiring. <laughs> Boomer's going to retire. I mean, he's going to... He's, he's gonna... Learn, learn from my lessons. Uh, retirement isn't what it seems. Yeah, your retirement ended in a prison sentence. So that, yeah, that, you see what happens there. But no, too I think free time on your hands. Too much free time. Yeah, so I think we've hit on all the points for this game. It's going to be electric. Either way, I think it's a shootout. I mean, Bama had that kid last weekend against Southern Miss. I get Southern Miss. He had two kicks returned for a touchdown. That's where Bama really makes their hay. Is they have so many five stars. They freaking 
special team you to death. Yeah, no, we we cannot afford to give up a touchdown we, on special teams or we, or just like or a turnover on special teams. We don't have we haven't kicked one out of the back of the end zone. Well, and this that's year. been our recipe Ooh. to beat them. Uh, the two years we both had turnovers, I believe, in both those games off the of special teams. Yeah, multiple fumbles off the kickoff. So I mean, we can't. But have I don't something. think we need that. I don't think we need. No, that. No, we just got to play clean, it's, play smart, like even push the turnover battle. I think we end up. Very, you know, at least close game. Matt Corral can still win the Heisman. Well, and, and Bryce, hey, mark this, mark this on the turnover thing. Reds end up plus one in the turnover margin because of Tyler Knight. Somehow, some way. I love that. The I love Lilli- that. The Lilliputian but, comes but, through. But, but, but also, uh, this is Bryce Young hit. This is his first like. True test. I mean, I mean, the F- Florida was like a, a good test. Yeah, the, the, going into the swamp was not a true test. I don't think. No, th- this is. I this is. I mean, this is a tougher game. I think they're going to lose this game. Yeah, but I mean, you're going on the road versus being no. at home, where they're going to give you every single thing you want. No, we are going to rock his world. Hey, I'm right there with you. I'm. I'm there. I, I, I mean, because like, okay, yeah, sure. If you're going to play a game where you only have to score 30 points and you win the game. Yeah. That's, that's fine, but this is a different different thing. Hey, Pullman, uh, you were mentioning a uh, escape strategy from prison just for this game and then sneak back in through the same tunnel just so they don't notice. Is that still in play? Yeah, uh, apparently some guy in Tuscaloosa broke parole, so I'm flying down with the officer. Uh, we're stopping by Bright Diddy. So if you see someone in uh, orange jumpsuit, no, that's not a Tennessee fan. That is me at the game. Okay, well, I'll be behind enemy lines too. So that's two big revs behind enemy lines. Uh, Boomer, are you, are you going to be there? Uh, I will not, unfortunately, but I'll be there in spirit. Oh, that's that's really cute. Maybe, maybe we can carry your spirit with Pullman's orange jumpsuit and my uh, shark costume. So... I think that wraps up the Rebs for this week. We know what we're going to do. I'm not speaking a word. I'm, I'm so laser focused. I'm not going to speak another word after this podcast until I walk foot inside that stadium and look them in the eye and just start screaming bloody murder. So if you, you're going zen until then, I, I respect that. I respect that. Yeah, full zen. We're, we're dialed in. I'm we're abstaining from sex until bus- then. Business trip. You wouldn't get any anyways. Business trip. The whole time, Reb's coming in to take your money, Saban. Be ready for it. So, Pullman, before we leave for the day, I need a, I need one more lock from you for the weekend. Well, I, I got one more one more money line sprinkle, like that they call it, that I love. Um, two terrible teams playing in this game always take the points when two when a terrible team is favored and take the money line. I'm going try. I'm going to go try and go two for two on the year betting UConn. I'm taking UConn plus 13 and a half at Vanderbilt in Commodore Stadium, and I'm taking Connecticut Moneyline one unit plus 500. Look, Vandy's just terrible. Yeah, they might beat Connecticut, but Vandy could also forget how to play football because they do half the time. That Georgia game, they almost got outpointed to yards. Uh, they might still beat up. UConn played really well against Wyoming, only lost by two, so that's why I love this play. And real quick, wanted to throw these in here as well. Under 55 in the Florida-Kentucky game. That's just JV versus varsity of two defensive teams. Give me the under. Give me the under in the Arkansas game as well. Um, I don't think Georgia then will be able to put up more than 24 points either. And last, my favorite under is the under in the Mississippi State A&M game. If you're a masochist and enjoy torture, under 47 in that game, there's no way it gets above 27. So I, that's my second favorite play behind the Rebs is the under in the State A&M game. Give me that ugly maroon colt ball under. 
Yeah, that's just a bunch of SEC unders from what I heard. I do have one over as well, over in the Tennessee-Missouri game, because that's just two teams who don't like to play defense. Pullman, I'm pretty sure I had already, I mean, you're going to have to go back and listen to the pod, but I'm pretty sure I tweeted out or had said all those same totals before you called in. So we're riding very similar to each other this week. I hope uh, I hope when we link arms in Tuscaloosa, those, those all those have already hit. I hope I get a second charge for storming the field. That's all I got to say. <laughs> all right, I love it. We'll uh, we'll link up in your. I'll, I'll be able to see you from a mile away in your orange jumpsuit. So I'll see you then, brother. Talk to you later. Correct. Right. Ask for autographs, uh, profiteers. Peace. All right. So that's it this week, boys and girls. I I do have one last sprinkle. Do you guys have any more sprinkles for the week? Uh, I've, I've got one. Tell me it. Uh, I got UVA at Miami. I'm gonna. I, which I've sworn off ever betting on Miami. However, this is a desperation game for them. They're dead to me. They're dead to me. Now, this desperation game, I'm going to take Miami minus six here. Okay. Any reasoning? Uh, Manny Diaz, I think this is his last gasp, just praying to try and stay afloat. And also for Rebs fans, I think the Miami job opening up wouldn't be a great thing for I did us. hear some rumblings from a few uh, from a few fairies out there that if Manny Diaz loses this He'd game off a bye to Virginia at home, he's not going to survive until Monday. So, I don't know. It would be in Manny Diaz's best interest to win that game. Yeah. Bert, you got anything else? Yeah, I've got uh, Louisville money line over Wake Forest. I know Wake Forest is a good, well-coached Ooh. team, but they've, they've been kind of feeling it. Uh, ever since Atlanta. Malik Cunningham's played really, really well. And then the other one, the Friday night, Iowa minus three and a half against Maryland. Maybe I'm just a sucker, but why is the number five team in the country only a three and a half point favorite? Iowa is very, very solid. I also thought about taking the under in this game. In the last 26 games, Iowa has not allowed more than 24 points. Holy shit. Dang. That is unbelievable. So maybe the under there, but also give me Iowa minus three. I think that's when you take both because if like Maryland somehow wins because Iowa only scored like ten points. Yeah, very true. So win something. All right, my last lock of the week. It's not even a lock, really. It's a long shot. It's the fall of the Roman Empire parlay. The Roman Empire is crashing down this weekend, boys and girls. We've got Kansas State over Oklahoma. We've got Arkansas over Georgia. We've got Ole Miss beating Bama. And we've got Rutgers beating Ohio State. Those are the Wait, freaking, money line. All money lines. All money lines. What I'll, is the pay? And I'll, go, I'll go. I'll go. Yes, et tu brute. Fall the Roman Empire. It's all crashing down. The college football fabric of the whole thing is crumbling in front of our eyes. Kansas State's going to beat Oklahoma. Arkansas is going to beat Georgia. Ole Miss is going to beat Bama. Rutgers is going to beat Ohio State. That's plus a hundred thousand. I bet. $25 to win $75,000, people. I mean, it's a freaking lot. If you don't this might be your last podcast. It might. I, if you never hear me again, you know why he's, I did. He's in the wind. Yeah, it's it. That's it, boys and girls, because <laughs> it is a freaking – I mean, that's all you can do at this point is take – wait, no, I did that math wrong. That's I did. Now, 20, that has to be more than that. Well, okay, like. true true life right now, I've only bet $10 on it to win 10000 so that means $25 would win you 250000 by my math. I don't know. It might be all, maybe twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah, twenty five thousand dollars. So either way, it's plus a hundred thousand. You do the math at home, boys and girls. But fall the Roman Empire parlay. I've never loved anything more. It's my heart and soul. It's my child. It's my swan song. If it hits, opus. my magnum opus. If it hits, I'm paint. I'll I'll be painting the Sistine Chapel with this with this parlay. Paint the streets red. <laughs> yeah. So that's my last pick of the week. 
fall the Roman Empire. Let's break these new teams in the playoff and send all these old boomers home like Michael Wilbon. And, so, and then we'll have, uh, with that being said, after the Roman Empire falls, we'll have number one Arkansas versus number two Ole Miss in the Grove. We'll see y'all for that next see week. See y'all for that next week. Might have to spice it up a little bit. So that's it for this week, boys and girls. It's been an electric one. We'll talk to you next week after a couple massive victories. See them. The answer's Alabama because of Lane Kiffin. There's nothing to be proud of if you're a college footballer or any of the sport but Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin's a clown. Lane Kiffin has been an embarrassment at multiple stops. I mean, nobody's going to run out there and say, yeah, I want Lane Kiffin right here on the logo representing me. The answer's Alabama, Tony. Lane Kiffin's a cute little story for guys like us who have to talk about sports every day, and we can come in Monday and say, ha, 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 Lane Kiffin. Once again, Lane Kiffin equals embarrassment at some point wherever he is. Alabama. He hasn't been... Fucking nerd.